I'm not going to smoke because, or okay. I'm, I'm going to drink less, or I'm going to procrastinate less. Presented by MostMetro.com and produced at Brian's Dining Room Table, a podcast by two guys who love life in Dayton, Ohio. The Brian and Brian podcast starts now. Hey, this is Brian. And this is Brian. And we're back. Uh, I think this might be week five. So for those of you who didn't think we'd make it, here we are. If you had week five in the over-under pool, well, you have lost your money, unfortunately. And uh, Again, that's a lot of lack of faith. That's we, can, we can grind out something for five weeks. <laughs> It'll be easy to figure out which one of you it is because there's like eight listeners to this point, so we will narrow it down. Um, but yeah, we've, we've gone strong. Five weeks, here we are, and we're t- already talking about 2018. Well, that's because we started towards the end of uh, 2017, but yeah, 2018 is... We could see it from where we're standing. It's right around the corner. Uh huh. And if, I mean, I'm not a really a resolutions person, but I think 2018 might be the year I actually have like maybe one or two of them. Okay, so I've I have been the guy on December 28th considering a resolution, secretly having a resolution, publicly disavowing any resolutions. Um. I think some, there's something to secret resolutions. I've some, found out that if I go, I'm going to do this, I all of a sudden stop doing it at that exact moment for people for me to track. Right. So I'm not a big public resolutions person, but there are definitely things I'm going to write down that I'm going to attempt to do in 20... I've actually started attempting a few of them now, but... Very progressive of you. Don't even wait for the new year. Get on it now. Yeah. Um, I... I decided that I was. that's what I was going to do with my birthday, which was recent, and none of you need to know. If you know, you know. Um, and make that the starting point of that's brilliant. when I'm going to do that. Because that's how we typically measure people's. It's funny because last year, or the 2017, this year, I had a resolution. I started in January 1, as Americans do. I made it to my birthday, January which, was, which was, mid, <laughs> was mid-May. I made it a complete four and a half months in this discipline that I tried to build, and then at the day after my birthday, it just disappeared. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I'm hesitant to, do, to, to make resolutions. Um, it seems that resolutions come in three categories. Tell me if I'm wrong. There's the physical ones. You're going to get in shape or eat differently. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of spiritual... Uh, or um, or maybe we could wrap spiritual and uh, character development into the same category, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be spiritual or religious. It just could be character. And maybe there's not a third one. Or it could be miscellaneous <laughs> discipline. Because they're all about discipline, right? Every right. resolution is about exercising more, eating less, being a nicer person. Those, I mean, that's a I resolution. I will say the third category might be doing, I'm going to not do something. Oh, so like I'm not going to smoke because, or okay. I'm, I'm going to drink less, or I'm going to procrastinate less. Curtails. Yeah, something, something some that, that instead of saying I'm going to do this, well, I'm not going. Yeah, to do this. I usually make those about three days. I start out every week thinking I'm going to eat less or do this less, and I make it. I need to work on that. Well, I, I think. Anytime you make a resolution, the, the thing that I've read multiple, multiple, multiple times is that it usually takes about 21 days to turn it into a habit right. and to kind of get it to stick. 
And some of those things kind of stick a little bit easier. Like my resolution, one of my resolutions is to get back on my fitness wagon because I'm 20, 2017, I fell completely off of it. But there was a lot going on and the time that I usually was doing my fitness routine just didn't work as well on my schedule. So now I have to re kind of figure out how to put that habit back. Yeah, there, I think it seems like habits, I've heard of the 21 day thing and I've heard 30 days. Uh, I've seen something go longer like 40 days. It depends who's selling it. It depends, right. Dep- yeah, every book's going to be different. But I, I kind of look at almost like these people that we know that are in recovery, right? Where to maintain a discipline in recovery, whether it's uh, an eating disorder or uh, an addiction of alcohol or tobacco or food on the other end of the, the eating spectrum, that it is a discipline of habit. And I look back to the resolution I had about working out, and I, I worked out an average of five days a week from January 1 until the middle of May. But then something interrupted that just short term that derailed me. So even after um, 150 days almost um, of a pretty consistent workout, one change in the routine did that. And, and I sort of looked to people who have who are fighting addiction or uh, uh, addictive behaviors, however you define that, the same way. Like, um, that they can have this discipline for six months, nine months, or a year, but then a crisis or um, something will come up that could derail them, and you almost have to start over. And I've been lax in getting back to the gym to reignite that behavior. I think you can... I think that's what a lot of people think, is like, oh, I missed a day or I missed a week, I have to start over. Well, I think there's some leeway that you don't necessarily have to start over. You just have to kind of have that discipline to go like, all right, I'm going to pick this back up again where I left off. Yeah. So, yeah. And for the record, people who are dealing with addictions or addictive behaviors, my situation is nowhere near as challenging as theirs. I don't mean to compare my fat self trying to get to the gym with somebody who's fighting a real uh, a real situation in life that they're battling every day. I don't mean to the comparison is not equal, but it is about building habits and building a healthy process that is consistent. Yeah. But I mean I think part of you know you were talking about addiction, I think part of that is building those healthy, consistent habits that kind of replace that addiction, it's almost like replacing one addiction with a different one right. in some ways. but Or one habit with a new discipline. With yeah, one right. habit with a new discipline. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of people who quit smoking, they go to eating. Mm-hmm. Because one, all of a sudden food tastes good again. Sure. And two, they've got the fixation of, okay, I've got to do this thing every hour, right. every two hours, whatever it is they had to do. So they replace one addiction with the other. And you can get addicted, like you, you can get addicted to working out. You can work out too much. You can, you know, hurt yourself that way or work out through pain. I know one of the things that derailed me for a while was I had some shoulder pain. And so that kind of set me back a little bit. Yeah. And then there's that intimidation of I have to I do have to start over. And it is gonna be that that miserable part of all right. I have to kick the coffee addiction, so I'm going to have the caffeine headaches. Or I have to go back to running, so I'm not even going to make a mile before I just want to fall over and take a nap wherever I happen to be. Right. 
That's because you run in the middle of the night when the rest of us are sleeping. I try to. You're up at four in the I'm morning or running, so that's days. just nuts. Um, but what what does it say about us that we make these resolutions? For me, I was successful for four and a half months, but in retrospect, I see it as a failure because I didn't complete the year. And why why would we not celebrate four and a half months of success instead of seven and a half months of Cause, not success? Because that's just who we are. Yeah, I mean, we if someone fails we're more likely to see them, and it depends on the person, it really does, we're more likely to see the failure as opposed to all of the success. Hey, you know, I, I saw your tweet about that today, talking about the importance of, of recognizing failure and second chances. I think the article you shared, which I haven't finished reading, was really looking at students and the value of, of failing in undergrad or in school or wherever they are for their education. Uh, and allow that to be a learning experience before they get to the, the world. But I, I recently watched a startup in town crash. Uh, they didn't totally burn, but they reduced their workforce by like 80%. And the CEO, the leader of that uh, organization is, is kind of right now seen as a failure and it totally negates that person's successes for 15 years leading up. But, but we don't really, we don't, we don't give folks a lot of um, leeway on failure. As a society, no. We well, I mean, it it depends on what the failure is too, um, and how big that failure had impacted others. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, you know, it, it, certain things like moral failings; those are definitely ones that should follow you. They don't always right. do, but they will follow you mm-hmm. for a long time. Business failings, I think, you can overcome. Because we all understand we make mistakes, we get laid off, the economy changes and you don't just happen to change fast enough Mm -hmm. with it. So I think from a business standpoint, you can overcome that failure. I mean, look at Steve Jobs. Right. I know you all know this. He got fired from the company, built Pixar, then went back to Apple triumphant. Yeah. and that has overshadowed a lot of the moral failings that he has, which we don't talk about as much. But, you know, and when we start getting into like failings and things like that, it, it becomes this weird slope of where your perspective is on what the failing is and what your perception of that person yeah. was. And also sometimes the story that is being pushed um, in your social circles. It's true. It's true. And I, th- I think, I was just thinking uh, in, re- in regards to resolutions, how do you set yourself up to be successful in a resolution? And it reminds me of uh, former mayor of Dayton, Ryan McClinn, who uh, if you're from Dayton or been to Dayton any period of time, you know who that is. And uh, she hasn't been mayor for six or seven years now, I think. And, uh, but she, every year, instead of doing one resolution to carry the whole year, she chooses 12 resolutions and does one each month, and she'll announce uh, on January 1 or January 2 on Facebook, social media, that this is her resolution for the month. She's going to track that for all 31 days of January, and then she will have a new one for February, really kind of increasing uh, the odds for success. And maybe that's the way we look at it, a shorter chunk of success, and then try to complete the whole year of a new 
habit or discipline. I like the idea that it mixes it up a little bit too. So if you're working on one thing, I mean, and you may get some habits from that thing that you're working on for the first month. So, you know, it might be fitness and that first month you build your habit and you keep that habit. But it, you might also be like, well, I'm going to write every morning for an hour. And then you realize, oh, that's not one of the greatest resolutions to have. Either I'm going to cut it out or I'm going to cut it back or I'm going to like do it on the weekends. You know, making it fit somehow within your schedule or your larger life goals. Yes. Like for some people, writing every day would not make any sense because no, they have no desire to write. Sure. Yeah, that's – yeah, I see that. I think – and setting realistic goals, I think, as well. I, I, I think um, for a guy my size and my physical activity level, saying I'd like to run a marathon by June, probably not realistic. Um, maybe it could be. I don't know. I don't talk to your wife. She's the one with, the, with all the fitness shops. She's yeah, like, she, yeah if, she, I'm sure she, if, I mean, she if Melissa coach, hears this, she might hold, hold you to it. Yeah, and that's why I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> so, which, so where do you find yourself um, – What are your goals purely physical next year? No. Um, do more writing. That's really, really big. I'm asking. Writing and designing, because I really do love designing. I just don't get to do it enough. Right. Um, that's a goal. Do more writing and designing. Um, spend more time exploring Dayton. Mm. I think that, you know, I've been here for 17 or 18 years, and there's a lot of things I have explored. I feel that I'm on the upper end sure. of people who have explored Dayton, but I think there's still a lot of things that I haven't explored, especially this year. Yeah. I know that there's a couple new breweries I haven't been to. Um, a lot of the dive bars I still need to go visit. Um, so I think there's a lot of things in Dayton I still can't explore. And not just Dayton, but just in the general area. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I was having a conversation the other night about... Um, uh, some of the food writing that you've done or on the bars that you've done and the food writing I've done with restaurants here in Dayton for most metro and um, Dayton said, metro everybody there we go there was, that was, I worked that plug in pretty well I thought <laughs> that, was a, that was a good one but someone we were talking about best seafood I was with some friends who were from Florida and from Seattle uh, for a party this weekend and so where's the best seafood I'm like well of course Jay's and, and I know about the wholesaler um, Woodman and Dorothy here in Kettering but someone said, well, have you ever been to Sweeney's? And I said, no, but I've always heard great things about Sweeney's Seafood in Centerville. And then we began to have this conversation. They said, well, have you been to this place and this place? And I realized that for the places that are more than $10 or $12 a plate, my list is narrow. Uh, and the places that are $10 and below, I have a, I've been pretty exhausted on the list. So it's something like exploring Dayton, but a part of Dayton I normally would not enjoy. Uh, or, or partake in regularly, and so I'm going to make that list for next year. And then, and there's that's a good list to have because there's a few of those type of places that I haven't been to that I probably yeah. should. In fact, I have a meeting sometime in the next few weeks. It's going to be a crafted and cured, and I've never oh. been there. And supposedly I've been there twice. I probably should have been. Yeah, was I, it? it was it was great. I was there early, uh, and they've done more expansion down that strip since then. So I haven't been back, but I think you're going to love it. Oh, oh great! It's attention to detail, and yeah. it's. It's history and it's good food and it's great drink. It's just a neat spot and it's, it's uniquely Dayton, which we don't say a lot, but it is uniquely Dayton. I feel like there should need to be more places that are uniquely Dayton. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, but there's a lot of things you can do in Dayton that doesn't cost you a lot of money. Um, and I don't think people explore those or give them enough credit. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could go to Boone Shop, you could go to Dayton Art Institute, which I still need to do for the MUCA exhibit. Um, you know, a lot of good stuff. The Neon, I mean, it's not super expensive, yeah. and it's really good movies. And just great things you can do to entertain yourself in the city. And I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, my wife and I made that resolution to, you know, get out and find more of the cool things that we know are out there. Uh, I had a friend that made a resolution two years ago. They wanted to hike or walk in each of the Five Rivers Metro parks. There's not that many. I don't know how to list up the top of my head. But uh, I thought, that is a brilliant resolution. Because you see different parts of the county, uh, different bits of nature, uh, plus the urban parks like uh, Riverscape. Um, and uh, Deeds, Deeds Point, I think, is part of Five Rivers out there, too, in, in Eastwood, just sort of in the middle of town. Um, great resolution. Uh, what's a resolution you've heard somebody else do that you thought, ooh? See, I don't really poke around in other people's resolutions. This one's posted. I, I, like, never, I thought, what a great idea, though. I mean, it's a great idea. I I, I mean, I've been to most of them, but I've never really... I think Cox Arboretum is the one I've explored the most. Maybe, is it... What's the one up in Yellow Springs? Glen Helen? Oh, that's... Yeah, that's... Or John a, Bryan. Oh, well, that's a state park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are the yeah. only real outdoor explorations that I've done. Yeah. I, mean, I really haven't explored right. five rivers. I've been to Riverscape a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, I really haven't explored everything that five rivers has to offer hopefully it's cold enough to do some ice skating again so again you can get the hot cocoa and watch me get down at some point yeah i think i don't yeah i don't know about copying other people's resolutions um i think for 2018 i've been looking more at character development but it's sort of a continuation of things i've tried to work on in 2017 that are not complete but have begun that process of uh continue to work on those areas and uh, making an unofficial resolution in 2018 seems to be the fit of things that are unfinished from this year. It's a good resolution to have, yeah. considering how many people have some sort of unfinished resolution or yeah. or a resolution that, that you can't necessarily do in a year, like you know, create a five-year plan or build business or become a beastly muscle dude or dudette whichever you prefer sure so i think part of it is just what about like how do you keep the long-term goals Mm. in mind too as far as resolutions go because there's gonna you have to have one or two that are going to be oh another one speaking of longer term goals i want to read more this year oh i did not now i read a lot but there's a lot more that I wanted to read that I didn't get a chance to. Are you reading for pleasure or are you reading to be better at your craft? And the craft being bartending or uh, or designing or writing. I mean, you have so many crafts that you're good for, at. Like I, for me, feel the name almost all, all, re- all reading is pleasure. I just love mm-hmm. to read. Um, you know, if you stick me in a... I mean, I, first of all... I never go anywhere without a book. Mm. And a lot of times you will find me 
somewhere else reading. And it's just something that I do, like, you know, you grab a few pages here, you read a little bit there. And that's, and I think doing all of that reading does help me on the writing aspect of it and gets the knowledge for some of the other yeah. things that I like to do. Yeah, I, I find myself reading more for pleasure until a work situ a situation demands that I brush up on a skill or knowledge that I might not have at the ready. Mm -hmm. But I'm not spending enough time. I don't think reading as a discipline to learn something specific. I, I, I am very picky with my pleasure reading, though. Like my like fantasy reading, mm -hmm. nonfiction. There's been a few things that. If, so if you have any suggestions, I love fantasy and science fiction. I love um, like post-apocalyptic fiction. Uh, one of my some of my favorite books are *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Alice in Wonderland and Alas Babylon. So go with that, and leave leave things in the comments. We need a book service like Pandora or Spotify where you can put in those three books, and then it does like this. If you thing like these three books, yeah, you'll like these because you kind of went the, the gamut. You have to kill Mockingbird, to Alice in Wonderland. Like that's a big jump. That's a big jump. Historical that's fiction, a huge jump. Yeah. The science, the fantasy, science fiction. That's that. We need to see what the list. But there was out. there was like a six month period where I read just books I could not stand. Oh. So I finally kind of got well. One of the resolutions I made after that horrible six month period is if I get to like fifty pages in a book or a quarter of the way through and it hasn't grabbed me, I'm done. Really? Because both of those books, I got, I gotten seventy five percent of the way through quite a few of those books, and I was still like, I was waiting for something to happen. I'm like, mm. all right, this last twenty five percent is just going to be fantastic. It's, it's going to pay off. It's, it's going to pay off. And I closed the book, and it's like, well, that did not pay off. That did not pay off in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I've been going back to. I, I feel like I've spent twenty seventeen with comfortable books. Mm -hmm. Like just cheesy authors that I like. I think I read three or four Grisham books. I went back to Robert Waller, who I really enjoy. I read a ton of Hemingway this year, which I, I read a couple of his books every year. But um, I, I don't think I've stretched myself in what I'm reading uh, as far as paperbacks or hardbacks. I used to listen to a lot of books on tape, and that has switched over almost completely to podcasts. Yeah. So I'm actually finding more podcasts that I like to listen to, okay. which I think I'm now into the point where if I just listen to podcasts straight through the week, I would be caught up with just what's coming out. But some right. of them are falling off, like the Nerdist I don't listen to as much. But I did find one called The Dork Forest by Jackie Cation, okay. um, where she just interviews somebody who's a nerd about something. Like the last two I listened to, one was a person who was a huge nerd about Magic the Gathering, which is a collectible card game for yeah. those of you non-nerds out there. And then another one who um, is a nerd about Congress. And she's been, she has C-SPAN 3. She knew there were three C-SPANs. She knew what each one of the C-SPAN does. Like they have different functions. I had no idea. I didn't know there were three. Apparently the third one is like the subscription thing. Of course. Why wouldn't it be? Because who watches C-SPAN? It's like ESPN3, which like you're watching Troy State Trojans against 
the Ocho. South Alabama Jaguars. ESPN like, the Ocho. Right. That's it. I mean, what would be on C-SPAN 3? Like, well, those I'm, middle of the night floor speeches that we don't care about? No, it's like, one, I mean, she explains it in the podcast, or she explains it in the Dork Forest podcast, but... One is for like just the house, and one is for like the Senate, and it's kind okay. of like those two are the highlight reels. Yeah, I think the third one just shows it shows everything. Okay, it shows the debates, it shows the back and forth, it shows what's going on in Congress, um, and she loves it. And I'm like that. That is a so. What's the name of this podcast? Um, I no. She was a guest on. She the was podcast. a guest on the Dork Forest. Her oh, the Dork is, Forest, okay, is called. Look for the link for Dork Forest and in the show notes. Yeah, today, so. that and and the link to her podcast as well. It's congressional something, but I can't okay. remember what it is. I'm always interested in different views of looking how we look at our government. I've been a big fan of um, my history beats up your politics, and uh, the guy that puts that podcast together is just top top notch. He does a lot of research and. He just presents what we're seeing here in, in, in context of history and what's happened before, regardless of blue or red or uh, the debate. And, and I really enjoy uh, his podcast. So, so what are the podcasts do you recommend for 2018? Besides this one, of course. Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to listen to all of the podcasts will be coming out five weeks in at least. We're going to make it past Brian Suddeth's birthday this year. Yeah, we're in. Um, I... That's a great question. Um, I tell you, I, when people ask me for a podcast list, I always give this answer. I say uh, Radio Lab, and I one. say um, The Moth, because I'm way partial to The Moth. But Radio Lab is another one. Uh, and if you're not listening to NPR every weekend in This American Life, I just love the way that the Radio Lab constructs stories, and This American Life tells stories. Uh, across the board, and then Radio Lab, of course, spun off uh, more perfect, which is a look at Supreme Court. You are not so smart. That's actually a statement to you. No, well, I'm just kidding. I'm That's a, the podcast is named "You Are Not So Smart," and okay. it kind of does the same thing. It looks at or like um, uh, Adam ruins everything. Yes, it's, it's it's on that level with less snark. Okay, where it goes into all right. Well, this is what you think you believe about a topic, but this is really the thing. Yeah. Freakonomics is another one right. that does that, where yeah. you know it, it starts off at a place and goes, "All right, we're going to explore this topic, but we're going to look at it. Really, is this what you, you know? This is what you think you believe, but this is what's really happening." Yeah, and those type of podcasts I find really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so look for the notes for these podcasts from twenty eighteen. So what's the what's what's your one public resolution? For 2018, uh, my one public resolution is to write more because then people can actually see when I, or write and design more because then people can actually see oh he's writing and designing so that will hopefully show results on my smartguyinatie.com mm. website but that's I think that should be the big one okay the one that you kids are going to hold me accountable to so be looking for that writing yes. And I have to go fishing through the alcoholic professor to find your latest piece. No, but that is a good place to find some of my work. Dayton Most Metro, again, uh, is a good will be a good place to find more of my work. So those there's those two. There's those three things I have to keep fresh content for. I asked for one and he just give you three. So we're we're on board. 
for those three. What about you? What's your big public resolution? Um, I, I will go with three, just a match or three. I think I need to take my health more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too old now to not. Um, the second is to write more. Mm-hmm. I owe most Metro tons of stuff that has started. And I know that my storytelling improves when I write more, whether it's creativity, creative writing, uh, like I, I do it, uh, my little blog, um, One True Sentence, or uh, what I do for, for most Metro. So, and the third is more profound. And this is that one I mentioned earlier that's been a growth out of 2017 to uh, 2018. And that, it, it's grown in the last uh, four months, is to... Uh, to be uh, to, to need to be right less. So can you can you get more people? No, because I'm having trouble doing it myself, and that's just an honest confession to our, our ten listeners, eight listeners out there, that that um, the need to be right has been an inhibitor to important relationships in my life, and it, being right doesn't help anybody understand anything if that's the goal, and I've been learning that over. Uh, this this thing I've been working on for a few months, and uh, so that's really the end goal is is to take it from the little this little small nucleus, uh, this little circle of influence I have, where I've been trying to put this into practice and expand it even uh, beyond that. And I'm horrible, so no, I I do not have the street cred to encourage other people yet. I've always felt that either you can be right all the time or you can have friends, but you don't get to have both. That's true. Because at some point you're going to be right at the expense of a friendship. Yeah, and uh, Scott Sliver here in Dayton, he's a local Dayton celebrity, uh, pastor, friend, leader, community organizer, um, theater of the of the Hungary. He he's the one that I know has mastered this the best, and. Um, He's the one that models it the best, in my opinion, and uh, uh, it's just a goal I've been for a few months, and I've failed miserably, and I'm still working on it for the next year. So Great. Now, you listeners, all 10 of you, because I'm going to assume two more people started listening while, from the beginning of this podcast. Of course. Can hold us accountable for that, because all yeah. of this is going to be in the show notes, which there's a lot of show notes this time. I'm sorry about that. That's... Uh, that's okay. All right. We'll get the work done. Right. So there we go. All right. So there so, we go. And let us know what your resolutions are. If you get us on smartguynatai.com, leave a comment and tell us what your resolution is and how you're looking forward to 2018. Great. We'd love to know. This is this will hopefully not be the last podcast of 2017, so I'm not going to say see you in 2018. I think, also, I think we got one more. I think we got one more because also that's really cliche. But... Uh, We'll catch you next time on the podcast. This is Brian. And this is Brian. And have a great day, Dayton. All right.